Hey everybody, this is Travis with a Muppet News Flash. Hey, I just wanted to know everybody to know my October dates at Wise Guys in in Utah at West Jordan. They've actually been moved. Uh, I'm actually going to be doing this week, uh, October second and third at Wise Guys Jordan Landing. So, hopefully, you hear this in time and you can get your tickets and come see me. It's going to be a fun weekend. I'm out. It's a two-man uh, so barbershop looking... quartet. Hey, you got to come in on. Hey, hey, hello, 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 hello. I always, uh, I always associate that with. Um, are you familiar with me first in the Gimme Gimme? Uh, indeed, I am. Yeah, that goes uh, into Wild their... World, right? Yeah, they, they. Yeah. Uh, have you heard their rendition of uh, Lionel Richie's "Hello"? Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, they do a punk version of that. The end. Of, Instead of uh, the, the uh, I just called to say, and it's just be, hello. Oh, they yeah. Do hello, 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 hello. Hello. Yeah, they do that at the end. I remember that now. They've got a version of Crazy For You by Madonna that is so far superior to the original version. It's not even, it's not even, it's crazy how good it is. It's a, I, they've got a, a, a ukulele. I'm a big fan of that band. They, uh, I like their their album. Um, I think it's "Love Your Country." What is it? They they have a country uh, right. country album. That has I think it's "Love Their Country." On. Maybe "Love Their Country." Yeah, has great stuff on it. They also have they have a more recent one that's all like um, kind of uh, like diva hits that I really like a lot too. Yeah, they've yeah, got some a good, good stuff. Version of "Shares Shares Believe." Oh, I haven't <laughs> heard that one. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll have yeah, to check that stuff. out. Fun band, fun all around. I was telling so you. This, oh, I, 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 I was just going to say. I was telling you when we got started here. I found a, a new favorite thing. It's it's called Pluto TV. You guys. Oh, <laughs> you're going to talk about the other. There were two things that we were talking about. I was going to be new favorite. But yeah, Pluto TV. You said you were watching the uh, the All Three's Company channel. Yeah, it's Three's Company, 24 hours a day. I loved that show when I was a kid. So they've got all these different that loops. I don't know. I mean, it was on for like nine or ten years, so I'd say maybe a week. <laughs> maybe it loops through in a, in a week. A, once in a while, people <clears throat> talking about sort of that that brass ring, that golden age of television brass ring that was uh, syndication that did like so many TV shows. It was just that's why you. That, that's a big reason why you had like twenty-two episode seasons, is they were just trying to get to where they could be syndicated. Yeah, so it would that's be where the big bucks roll in. Just under five years, and you'd hit that syndication, and boom, boom, boom. That's where Seinfeld still makes money, you know. Yeah, well, that's that's how all of them make money. That's it's a it's a pretty <clears throat> cool streaming service, though. It's absolutely free. Um, it basically just has these channels that run all day long, just like normal TV would. 
so you can't really save them or anything like that or pause. But it it's free because it plays with commercials, but there's a section where it's all old classic TV shows, so it's got The Adams Family, Three's Company, Carol Burnett, just all these classic shows just running 24 hours a day. But there's there's also a Mystery Science Theater channel. There is a Rift Tracks channel. There's classic uh, sci-fi movies like the old black and white ones you would see in the 50s. There's hundreds of different channels. So there's <laughs> so something a, for everything. This is the Craig Lundberg channel, man. Yeah, Craig would probably love it. There is a classic TV one that has a we variety. We talked about Not Racist Craig in a long time. Yeah. What a treat. <laughs> Check it out. Oh. I'm not getting paid uh, by it. So, like, uh, in my mind, I have a very, very soft, like, nostalgic spot. Like, this is, this sounds like there would be several, uh, Jake was 11, and it was early afternoon on a Saturday, like, channels. Like, you, you said there's an Adams Family channel. In my mind, <clears throat> in my mind, there is a very nostalgic place for, for the Adams Family, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, John Aston classic uh, and I, I wonder if, like, I sat down and watched it, if we'd be like, wow, this show is brilliant. Or I'd be like, wow, this is this is something that, it, that kind of only lived in its time and it isn't as fun to just sit and watch. But there are a few been, shows that hold up. Like, I think Cheers holds up really well, considering it was the early 80s. Three's Company, the bulk of it took place in the 80s because it ran till 85. It was like 76 to 85 or something like that. But even the later episodes, it looks completely from the 70s. Like, they didn't update the apartment at all. They still had uh, those uh, yarn things hanging from the ceiling to hold plants in, like you would see. <laughs> those are kind of red. I, I like that. I kind of They're not the, around uh, anymore, yeah. The, is, that, is that macrame? Yeah, that that, macrame my wife was? corrected me and said it's not yarn, it's macrame. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. But, uh... Hey, I was thinking about you. You brought up Cheers. I was thinking about this week. Would you agree with my assertion that uh, Woody Harrelson is best scenario timeline Joe Rogan? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they are. They're they're different. They're both bald. I'll give you that. They're they're but, pre- uh, they're like, pretty different though. They're both. Uh, they both got their origins in like a, an amazingly good uh, sitcom. Oh that yeah, they were maybe, that's true. Maybe one of the smallest parts of, but maybe became the. Like, would you say? Uh, do you think it would be fair to say that Woody Harrelson maybe had the best overall career coming out of Cheers? Like, Ted Danson's had a pretty good resurgence, but uh, Woody Harrelson never stopped. Yeah, I think you might be right. For a while there, it looked like Kirstie Alley, that was going to be uh, the bright spot. And then you know, Ted Danson did a few things. Uh, it's Kelsey, Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer, he's Wait, either Kelsey you love Grammer. him or you hate him. Maybe Kelsey Grammer is the uh, is the light timeline uh, Joe Rogan just because like Frazier, Frazier, I don't know. People this still a, love a Frazier. Thing. Yeah, Frazier is way bigger than I kind of. I think Cheers for someone our age is it's harder to see that uh, Frazier was the bigger thing. But I've run into a lot of like uh, millennial age people that are way 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 into Frazier, which is great, you know. But hey. Mm-hmm. Frazier, Frazier had a lot of good about it, certainly. I think it's maybe maybe because he had a conservative father, and they're trying to be, uh, you know, above all that kind of stuff, like Frazier and Niles were. <laughs> you, you think that's what it is? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a fine show. I like Cheers better. Cheers, just the writing is what holds up. The writing is still super solid. Like, Three's Company, I'm watching. 
it's silly, but it's it's nostalgic silly. That's why I'm watching it. But obviously, it's not I, as good as a sitcom now. But some of it is actually still pretty funny. Just because, you know, seeing Mister Furley make funny faces or uh, seeing Mister Roper look into the camera after he delivers a punchline. Oh. <laughs> My son Brady was like, what is he, Jim from The Office? I was like, at least Jim from The Office <laughs> actually had a camera that was supposed to be there for him to look into. <laughs> is that, which one's Don Knotts? Don Knotts was Mr. Furley. Mr. Okay. Roper was, is it Norman Fell? That, that I'm not sure of. I'm not, I'm not a, uh, as much of a uh, Three's Company historian. But then you got Jack Tripper, you know, John Ritter falling all over oh, the yeah. place. Boy, John... <sighs> People, you know, you don't hear you, you don't hear the the name John Ritter spoken nearly enough. Anymore. You know what? I'm going to say this to everybody out there: if you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds, you're a fan of John Ritter. You just don't know it yet. Who is? Uh, what, what was the name of that movie John Ritter was in? That was uh, he was in the TV. Uh, I think it was called Remote Control, wasn't it? No, that, that was that a that different one. On, uh, that was that show on MTV. I'm going to. I'll look that up. I know he was in Sling Blade. Let's not forget that. Oh, yeah. Also, Problem Child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Classic yeah? 80s Problem Child. <laughs> was it not Remote Control? I thought... There was it a TV be. show called Remote Control, though, huh? I'm going to find it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't you worry about it. He, was in King, he did voice in King of the Hill. Wow. Uh, I think at one point... Here? Didn't Brad Pitt do a voice on King of the Hill at one point? entirely possible i think he was related to boomhauer one of those like deadpool things of like he did one voice and you're like hey we got (laughs) brad pitt (laughs) he was in batman beyond oh geez really Uh, wow uh, i'm gonna find it on here he was in he he was on veronica's closet what with kirstie alley bride of chucky I'm going way too slowly. What was the I'm, show I'm that he the... was doing when he when he had a heart attack? Oh, I don't know. He played. He was on Wing. Kaylee Kuko's dad. Remember Kay? Oh, Kaylee Kuko oh, from. Oh, Hey, bring, brings it all Big back. Bang? He was on News Radio. Really? Wow. News uh, Radio I, was it... is a super good show. That's actually one that holds up pretty well. No, um, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that he was like. Uh, yeah, the the name of the movie that we're thinking of was Stay Tuned. Stay Tuned, okay. It had a really just kind of innocuous name like that. I that, vaguely that was a remember dollar it. Movie. That was definitely a, I saw that at the dollar movies. <laughs> no, but I was, uh, I think there was a, what got me on that whole Joe Rogan thing is there was a tweet this week by someone just talking about how it's kind of uh, cosmically unfair that you think of, you think about the people that were in news radio and the meteoric rise was Joe Rogan. It wasn't Dave Foley or Stephen Root or, you know, any of the, you know, Andy Dick, maybe we don't worry so much about that he didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but like, he... Lots of amazing people in news radio, and, we, and, like, Joe Rogan was the one that went there. Maybe when you were watching Cheers, you wouldn't have thought, hey, the one who's going to be the most successful was Woody. Yeah, probably not, especially at the beginning when he replaced Coach, because I think people were, uh, yeah. you know, missing Coach. But it, it became, when he was the butt of the joke most of the time, and there were really funny jokes, it was like, all right, there's something there with this guy. As far as Joe Rogan, he was very minor parts of the of the show, and he'd be the first to tell you that. But 
Yeah, it kind of looked like Andy Dick was going to have a good career until he uh, snorted it he, all he up his dicked. nose. Yeah, he, he definitely Andy Dicked. I mean, it, it, this is another opportunity just for to talk about how unfair the uh, the uh, all too short career of uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah, Patrick War- Patrick Warburton. You know what? Patrick Warburton. Not that he was probably a huge part of News Radio, but uh, Patrick Warburton deserves better. He is so good, and that would have been after the- Seinfeld, right? Uh, says it was in 98 to 99. He was in, well, he's only in five episodes. He was just a cameo. Uh, okay. But, News Radio uh, just, is a good show. It, it's on the Roku channel, I want to say. Because I have yeah. watched an episode of it recently, and it still holds up really good. I adore Dave Foley, and it always, I mean, Stephen Root, Stephen Root, I think, is a guy who is extremely uh, happy with his sort of character actor career. But I like Dave him Foley, in. I like him in that role because a lot of times he plays just like a doofus, a helpless doofus kind of. Even doing the voice um, of Bill in King of the Hill, which we were talking about, because he does the voice there. But almost every other role, he's basically useless. But as Jimmy James in News Radio, he's the guy in charge. He's the guy that's a step ahead of everybody. And I like that. Steven, Steven Root has found a relatively lucrative career as non-doofuses on HBO series, which is like... If you watch enough HBO, you realize HBO has a stable of, like, there are, there are a handful of, of actors who are in just about every HBO series, like all of their prestige stuff. Steven Root's one that shows up in a lot of them, which is great. Great. He's a super, super, super great character actor. Right. I think that's the perfect career, if you ask me. Who wants to be a, Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio? Not me. Give me Steven Root. For sure. I think he can go to I the store. Brad Pitt, I think Brad Pitt is a guy who has always wanted to be a character actor, but he is far too good looking. <laughs> if you think about a lot of roles that he's played, he has definitely wanted to be he has definitely wanted to be a character actor, and it's hard for him to just be that. Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio too, just because he, he, he wants to be different in every movie. I'll give him that, you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't uh, do the th- same thing every time. I think it's hard for it's hard for Leo DiCaprio's. He doesn't transform very much in roles. But you think about you know a lot of uh, like you think about Twelve Monkeys versus you know uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or you know a few other roles that he's done. But whatever, we don't we don't need to prop up Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's doing okay. Yeah, he is doing quite well. It seems dating a married so, uh, woman. So, uh, what, what other channels have you been watching? Anything else? Anything else to watch out for on the uh, on, on the, the Pluto TV? Not TV. Yeah, uh, I haven't so looked out a, a lot. This is a streaming thing, right? Yeah, you just stream it. That's so odd. I wonder. It I brings up a really, menu, kind of like Directv, so you can kind of go through and choose what you want to watch. But it's it really does have something for everybody. It's got classic cartoons. You can find like Popeye cartoons and all these old like stuff. They, there's some really interesting, uh, really interesting animation from that that particular. I guess I don't know. When you say a Popeye cartoon, that could mean anything from like what the '50s to probably the '90s to probably. I I would be curious. I wonder if I wonder if there's any new Popeye going on. I, I wonder if I can even. They are make. They've been making a Popeye movie for about 15 years. Uh, do you remember the guy that made Dexter's Lab and the Powerpuff Girls? 
Uh, it's like Gindy Tartovsky. Yeah. yeah. He's been working on a, a Popeye movie forever, like a computer yeah. animated one. Dude's dude's got some. Uh, that guy has definitely got some uh, chops. Yeah, it just he's hasn't happened. Popeye.com now presents Popeye <laughs> ninety since nineteen. Wow, Popeye since nineteen twenty nine. Ninety Popeye years old. Popeye is ninety, huh? Wow, wow. that's crazy. Popeye, I'm <laughs> Popeye <Yep>. news. <laughs> Do you remember when Popeye had nephews? He had three nephews. Everybody had three nephews yeah, for a Pip-Eye, while. Pip-Eye, Pip-Eye, and Poop-Eye or something like that. <laughs> Poop-Eye? That's yeah. Pink-Eye. Poop-Eye. Yeah, that's Pink-Eye. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Popeye Zoom backgrounds available. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Wow. I guess. Why not? Yeah, their last post in the on Popeye.com for news was from uh, May 14th. Some Popeye merchandise. Uh, yep, more Popeye merchandise. Popeye's Barbershop and Shave Company opens. All right. Yeah, I... Yeah, Looney Tunes should have a shaving kit from the Barber of Seville. Yeah, next. History of Popeye. Yes, yeah, next. 2010's, 2010 seems to be the uh, latest. 2009, uh, Popeye inspires sculpture. Someone... Made a uh, uh, <laughs> made a statue in Popeye's likeness in mirror polished stainless steel with transparent color coding, which in 2014 sold to Steve Wynn for 28 million. The casino Someone Steve Wynn? I, I don't know. Uh-huh. I have no idea. I'd be more impressed if it was carved out of butter. Yeah, the resi- the the uh, statue now resides at the Wynn Hotel in Vegas. Wow. This is this is an extremely uh, um, kitschy, uh, tacky-looking statue. Which, like, you know, hey, great! It looks like um, it has that sort of glazed look of a Christmas ornament. If that makes any sense, like <laughs> yeah. the metallic glazed yeah. look. Is it slightly uh, sparkly? Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of got a mirror sheen to it. It doesn't say how tall it is, but twenty-eight million. Good lord! That's a lot of money. Hey, There's... in 2011, olive oil promoted butter. Really? Not olive oil? That seems like it. she should have been all over the OVOO. Travis, in 2013, Wimpy and Popeye starred in a commercial for Bank of America. That's nice. Good for them. <laughs> they were never in an episode Travis. of Three's Company, I'll tell you that. I'll bet you didn't know this. In 2016, Popeye inspires a designer fragrance. Spinach? <laughs> it is called Le Mail. Uh Ooh, Travis. Uh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. In 20... Was this 2016? In 2016, Popeye promotes milk. And I'm going to tell you, Travis, um, so there's a poster where Popeye has a glass. You know, you know the thing where he squeezes the can and the spinach, <laughs> like the wad of spinach, squirt into his mouth? Yeah. <laughs> someone someone did not think this poster through. Uh, any of you out there, look up, look up a, a late LAIT Popeye poster. And I just, look, man, I'm I appreciate what you're doing. He's squeezing this it, is, and it's squirting on him? He's not squeezing. It, it's, like a, it's, it's like a representation of like a glass of milk, and he's not squeezing it, but there is... There is a wad of milk shooting up toward his mouth, and uh, <laughs> I am I am not okay with it. 
Oh, anything to make a buck, right, Popeye? Yeah. <laughs> Popeye stays cool at sea on and on land. Hawaiians release Popeye olive oil and Bluto flip-flop styles. <laughs> it's just merchandising. Yeah, why it's not? All merchandising. Like, I'm, I wonder how far back Popeye gets his own channel on YouTube. We're you know, not the, getting anything here. There's a lot of Dave Coulier fans out there that still like the, the classic cartoons, I guess. <laughs> all the Couliers. <laughs> oh, Dave, Dave Coulier has a Fuller Is Fuller House still going on? I think so. I don't know. I I think I watched one or two episodes when it first came out, and I was like, all right, this is basically a Disney Channel show. <laughs> I'm not going to watch oh, it. Don't worry. In 2018, Popeye got a Funko Pop. Popeye does deserve a Funko Pop. That is without there is question. Nothing, there is nothing. Oh, wow. In 2018, someone made a, a sort of realistic Popeye, and it's frightening. <laughs> I'm sure he looks like a, a drunk sailor. Uh, He'll kill you. He'll stab you. He'll stab you with a broken bottle. Or a broken okay, can so lid. There were some uh, short-form uh, Popeyes made for YouTube. Wow, Popeye is alive and well. I don't know why I'm well. doing this deep on Popeye. We are, we're deeper than anybody's ever been on Popeye. Even Ooh, Bluto. Oh, these look terrible. Good gravy. Are they stick figure? No, it's it's like uh, it's like flash animation. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no good, no bueno. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna bail on Popeye. Let's pop out of Popeye. I'm just going to I'm just gonna keep this one. I'm gonna keep the milk picture. Yeah, the world that, must know about this. That one should probably go on the internet. <laughs> what else is new? What are you up to? Oh, dude. Um. Well, I. Oh. Well, first I got this whole stretch thing going on. <sighs> My big thing, and I, I made you watch a trailer for this, is uh, I got way into playing this game called Spirit Fair. Because uh, Xbox Game Pass is just kind of my my thing. Mm-hmm. Much like Netflix, it's just like, oh, well, I guess that looks all right. Uh, you watched a trailer for that. Just before I get into it, what is your... What's your impression of Spirit Fair just from watching that on your that little trailer on your own? It looks like a game you would pop in after you get home from work and you've had a stressful day and you just want to decompress. It looks like it's got very soothing music. The graphics are um, very they're colorful but not like over the top. They're they're more uh, lower note colors but there are a lot of colors just to kind of calm you down the characters look very inviting and friendly it's not super like uh anime-ish with like giant eyes or anything like that they're interesting looking and the gameplay it looks like it probably you know keeps you maybe like you're solving puzzles or doing little tasks or things things like that so it just looks very relaxing to me you are very, very correct. Uh, I will tell you, so the, uh, the so far plot, like the just base level plot of uh, Spirit Fair is you are this, this young, young uh, girl uh, named Stella who has come to find out that she is the Spirit Fair. You take over for, uh, I think the name of the character is Sharon, Sharon, the, you know, like the, uh, the character that, that uh, takes... That uh, on a boat takes uh, spirits on a boat to the their final resting oh. place in the universe, like the sticks song. 
Yeah. The ferryman. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, you and your little cat named Daffodil uh, travel around this this world uh, full of spirits that some of them you can talk them into getting on your boat and they turn into like furries. <laughs> but I will say it's kind of barely a game. Like the whole point of it being is you just, you take your boat around this world, you find these characters, uh, you build houses on the boat for them. You build, uh, like you build a kitchen, you build things like a, a, uh, a smithy or a uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a blast furnace for metal? What the hell is that? Why can't I say it right? Uh, blacksmith, yeah, Car- kind kiln, of stuff like that. Is it a kiln? Kiln. Something. Okay, something, something in a there. Factory. It's it's, it's hot. Just you, it's about like you you get these characters on your boat and you sort of make them happy. Like it has one. So the two two of the biggest main mechanics you have is you you cook things. Uh, the people on your boat are constantly hungry. You're constantly searching for new recipes and uh, trying to figure out what their favorite. It, honestly, one of the things that becomes really a hassle, right? Cause I, I will also say, the farther in you get to the into the game, it does get to be the, a little bit of a hassle because if you're not careful, you end up with a boat with you know five or six furries on it, and they're <laughs> all getting hungry. So you become a uh, landlord. No, because no, you You're don't like become the ropers. a landlord. You don't become a landlord. You become a like these people on your boat, free of charge, caretaker. But they're always hungry. They're always hungry. Oh, you become a parent. They all, okay. They they can't eat the same meal twice in a row, <laughs> and they all have stipulations. Like so, uh, we'll just pick one of them. One of the characters, Giovanni, is this uh, Lothario of a lion. Mm. His deal is he likes. He likes fine dining meals. He won't eat carbs. <laughs> I think I know this guy. <laughs> yeah, and he and he won't eat carbs, but he also won't eat the same thing twice. So you'll you'll thumb through a bunch of meals that you've made because you know you're always you're always throwing stuff in the oven trying to see what comes out of it, and like <laughs> it gets frustrating when one character gets always like, "Hey, I'm hungry. Where the hell am my food at?" And you're like, "Okay, well, how about this?" You're like, ah, you know, I. You like, like in his case, he loves fine dining. Like, well, dude, I got a bouillabaisse. He's like, ah, man, you know, I just ate bouillabaisse. I'm not going to eat that. And you're like, well, this uh, rice dish is a fine dining. Was like, oh, I got to. I'm working on my figure. I can't eat carbs. So it just. <laughs> and then you know, then you got your, uh, you got your character that's like New York gangster, but it's it's two brothers. It's a buffalo that doesn't speak and. A uh, hummingbird that's constantly shouting at you, like Joe Pesci from uh, Goodfellas. I'm thinking uh, Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> it's uh, you are not you are not <laughs> entirely off base with that. But but like that said, like it, the farther I get into it, the more it's again it's become a little bit of a chore because uh, you know the boat goes at a certain speed. Uh, there there are there there's like a whole network of islands some of them have the you know like minerals or uh different food types that you need the boat doesn't there's a day night cycle and the boat don't go at night so the farther in i get some of those mechanics don't really mesh but like the game is again like i said there's not really a fail state like the characters will get hungry and that will mean that maybe they don't 
the the happier that they are, the more that they will kind of do other side stuff for you, like bring you fish or berries or you know shit like that. Maybe maybe it's a subconscious you? effort to teach kids to do nice things for other people and be selfless. There is also a hug. There is also a hug mechanic in the game. The the two main things to make them happy that you really do is just feed them and then hug them. Mm. But it it also has furries love being hugged, guys. Something I actually do kind of dig about it is the like it's just like the hunger thing. Like the hunger thing isn't always there, and you can't always feed them. The hug thing, like you give them a hug, and they all have their own unique hug animations. But also, if you recently hug them, they have a very almost courteous way of saying like "Ah, I just need my space right now or just saying like I'm not ready for that right now could we do could we check back in oh but uh being being rejected by a furry's gotta really hit you in the gut no it's that's what I'm saying is they don't they don't reject you they just basically say like hey they just in a courteous way say hey I'm you know I like you but I just need my space right now Mm. it's kind of great but do you get to say that as the player if like if, if they if they want food, can you say I I can't do it right now? Sorry. Perhaps a perhaps a shortcoming of the game is no one. That's what I'm saying is no one comes to you and checks on you. You are the spirit fair. No one's saying like, hey, is Stella okay? They're just hmm. like, hey, Stella, hey, Stella, where are my corn dogs at? <laughs> Interesting. But but so far, uh, you know, I've I've uh, fared a few spirits to their final conclusion, and they. They do range from really heartwarming to sometimes really sad. Hmm. Um, you know, there was one character that the that the end point of, uh, like, is a kind of a descend into Alzheimer's. Uh, one of hmm. them, I'm not sure if this was if this was the thing, but I think they were alluding to there being like a cancer sort of analogy to it. But uh, it's it's. You know, you, you'll hear this bandied about or about movies or music or things. It was kind of the game that I needed right now. It's huh. very nice, very chill, very relaxing, very by and large upbeat. Even the sad things are kind of played through a the lens of uh, the lens of there being hope behind it. And I mean, well, you know, good. you are ferrying them to their uh, ferrying them around. It's largely about getting them to accept just being dead, I guess. Hmm. So, if you, you you know, if you have uh, access to it, like, like I said, Xbox Game Pass has been real good to me in these sort of, these sort of situations of just try something, and if you like it, stick with it, and if you don't, but uh, it's on that, and uh, it's, I don't know, I put way more time into it than I thought I was going to, and even though, even though some of the uh, mechanics of it have kind of chugged down on me a little bit, I'm still like, you know, my night's off, I'll just sit down and (laughs) While the boat's going, I'll you know thumb through my phone mm-hmm. or do things like that. So Spirit Fair, give it a try. Nice. Give it a hug. Give, give it a hug. hug. There a you hug. go. Hey, so uh, I got to watch a couple things on on Shutter because my son had that trial oh, before wow. before it okay. expired. Please, uh, did you did you watch did you watch Blood Machines? I never got to Blood Machines, unfortunately. No, I didn't have time for it. Uh, there were <laughs> there was a couple other things that. Uh, my son insisted that we watch one of them. Yeah, I think it was. I believe it was made in Thailand. I hope that's right. I didn't write it down, but it's called The Pool, and it's about. Uh, so this guy he works uh, for a magazine or something. Or no, sorry, they're making a commercial, 
and they're in this super super deep just huge pool in thailand and just imagine uh there's no ladders or anything like that because it's not america you don't have to you don't have to put that kind of stuff on things so um they're making a commercial the shoot ends and he's going to stay behind and like hang out in the pool for a little while as everybody takes off and goes back home is so, this okay i'm looking at a i'm looking at a, a photo it looks like there's a gator with a gun in its mouth uh i don't think there's a gun in its mouth no i don't recall that there uh, an alligator does show up at, at some point though uh, so the guy falls asleep, he's in the pool and it's gone down so far. He can't get out. He's trying and trying. So the whole movie, it's one of those trying to get out of a terrible situation. Then at one point his girlfriend shows up and he's asleep, uh, when she shows up. So he doesn't say don't jump until she's about to jump and she falls and hits her head and then falls into the pool. So now he's got to keep her alive. Then an alligator comes along, it falls into the pool it's it's quite a situation jake but there are some there's some moments in there um i don't want to give too much away but let's just say he has a dog and the dog sacrifices himself so i was just so, looking at it one of the initial reviews said i wish the dog wasn't in this so he can climb up the dog to uh there's another what? scene he the dog jumps over the side it's on a chain uh, and it basically the snaps its own neck. The ladder? No, there, it, it jumps. Yeah, he, he basically uses it like a ladder to climb up because it's a big, long, hairy dog. So it's like a like a sheep dog. So he's like grabbing the legs and pulling himself to, uh, up. <laughs> I look forward to finding this dog later in Spirit Fair. There's another scene. Uh, it's a big part of the movie. If you are going to watch this movie and you don't want it spoiled, skip forward a little bit right now because I'm... Do you care if I spoil it for you? No, that's fine by me. I I don't foresee myself getting a shudder. Okay. Uh, so I, he, I have told you, like, I'm not super <clears throat> big into horror movies. So. so he's been crawling through all of these pipes trying to uh, get to the street or some, you know, come out somewhere. And he's also been getting chased by a... Uh, an alligator or a crocodile sorry and then also trying to keep his girlfriend alive who he finds out she's pregnant by the way so he's got to keep her and the baby alive anyways going through all this stuff his his body's just torn up from crawling through all this uh, he's exhausted i think he's i believe he's diabetic and he hasn't had insulin so he's dealing with that and he finally breaks <laughs> oh, they really piled it on <laughs> yeah it's just like let's throw something else in there so finally he breaks through this grating and he sees sky on the other side so he climbs out stands up and it pulls away and he's standing in an identical pool right next to the pool that he was in (laughs) 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 and that that's where the movie should have ended but it keeps going and it's fine but that scene is just so hilarious when there's a second pool it's like a spongebob episode (laughs) That is hilarious, but yeah, that would, give that a try right, if you was, see it. It is a it is a movie from Thailand, which reminded me I was going to see. I, I just decided to look up Monkey King and see if uh, if Monkey King Four is happening because I, I haven't thought about Monkey King in a while. Yeah, me neither. I think I saw maybe it was a a TV show or a cartoon in I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. So that never mind. Yeah. 
<clears throat> Maybe that's what I saw. Maybe I saw a trailer for the game. A Monkey King video game. Boy, hard to tell. Yeah, hopefully we'll get more Monkey King. It'll always get rebooted, though. It's kind of like their Robin Hood, I would think. Something to that effect, you know? They'll just keep rebooting it and rebooting it over and over again. Yeah. Did um, you... Monkey King 4. It says Monkey King 4 is coming. Yeah. This was from 20, 2018, so I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I'll talk about... Know, like I'll, the, sorry. Those Monkey King movies, I love those, but they always descend into, like, uh, like really very, like, religious movies. Yeah, because uh, of the monk is never super. But it, it's not and like not that I not that I want to dunk on that. Just they, when they descend into that part of it, they become very boring. I think the thing about like putting religiousy stuff in movies here is when you happen to see that in a movie, it's so out of place. You think you're watching like feature film for families or something. Low quality is, is so when he started doing that thing where he's like dragging the stick, I was like, okay, this is the buttercream gang. Now what's going on? Yeah. (laughs) Usually when it happens, it's something like, uh, you don't, you, you don't realize it until you get older. And all someone has to say is, Hey, you know, Lion, Witch in the wardrobe was totally about Jesus. And you, your mind just starts flipping (laughs) through all decks. Like, Oh damn, you're right. Oh <laughs> wow, I feel I feel different about that now. I thought it was about Qui Gon Jin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh So I, I watched this other thing. Uh I'll just talk about it real quickly. There's really not a whole lot to say about it. It's Hobo with a shotgun. Have oh, you seen it? Yeah. So uh, it's kind of Tarantino y like- in tone. And I watched a little bit of. I I think I watched a little bit of it. Like it, those movies, sort of in that uh, grindhouse category. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I don't like. I don't like seeing a lot of intestines in my movies. If I if I were to be frank. Right, and, and I get that, but the, sometimes they're kind of fun. So the only thing I'm really going to say about this movie is if you like gory stuff, if you like like old guys getting revenge movies, that kind of thing, uh, people that have just had too much and they gotta they gotta make the world better you're going to love this movie. So I loved it. It was, it was fun. There's really no story. Uh, hobo gets mad. He was going to buy a lawnmower so he could have a lawn mowing built business, but instead he buys a shotgun and he's trying to keep the neighborhood safe and get the bad guys. So he just goes around shooting people. He kind of becomes like Batman a little bit. He's hobo Batman. uh, For your Rutger Hauer man. There. Yeah, and he's really good in it. Like he's sometimes they zoom in and you see every wrinkle on his face and you just get the expression of what he's saying. There's some Can stuff they get where them all in at once. Yeah, there's a lot. It's like it's like a wave on the ocean, just piles and piles and piles. But he's still all handsome. Those wrinkles like tears in the rain. He he's handsome enough as an old guy that I'm like oh, I hope I can pull that off when I get that old. So good for Rutger Hauer. I know he's he's gone now. But it was actually a pretty enjoyable movie for me to watch. So, good on you. Like I, yeah. like I said, uh, in, in, you know, fun premise. I do like Rucker Hauer. Uh, just the little bit that I watched again, those sort of grindhouse things, just not usually my my cup of tab. Cup of tab. Ah, I don't think tab has a slogan. It's just it was there. I was gonna I look tab, up. I would have to say tab slogan at this point is. Do you remember tab? Yeah, why not? Hey, your mom drank this. Give it a try. 
Hey, we were the butt of a joke in Back to the Future. I remember in like 1995, 96, 97, somewhere in there when the Buffy the Vampire uh, Slayer TV show came out. I remember that Buffy drank Tab and it was a joke like, you're drinking Tab? Like, that is so 70s. And that was 20 years ago. So, we're getting old. Did Tab ever really go away? I can never... Apparently not. Coca-Cola owns it now. Things like that. I feel like if I if I went to a store on any given day, I could probably find Tab. I just wasn't thinking I should go find Tab. Hey, Jake, pop quiz. How many people are hiding in the the bathroom of Three's Company right now? Uh, how many? Yeah, how many? I'm guess. gonna say four. You're so close. It's actually five. Five people hiding in the bathroom in Three's Company uh, right now. <laughs> Are they just trying to make sure Mr. Roper doesn't know that they're there? Exactly. How did you know? You've okay. seen it, too? I, uh, to it's the a good best episode. Of my knowledge, again, I haven't watched a lot of Three's Company, but to the best of my knowledge, the plot of every episode of Three's Company is, I hope Mr. Roper doesn't find out that there are people in this apartment. Well, no, the funniest thing is is it, it starts out with the Ropers, and then it goes to Mr. Furley, as since Jack Tripper, also known as John Ritter, is living with the two gals, uh, he has to pretend that he's gay, otherwise it wouldn't be okay for yeah. them to share an apartment. So that's the premise of 10 years of TV, is the older guys think he's gay, but he's not. And he's got to hide it. And it, you know what? As outdated as that sounds, and it's unwoke or whatever, but it's actually pretty funny to watch. <laughs> I, yeah. I think yeah. You, you can look back at stuff like that, and it's funny how ridiculous it was. Like, right now, nobody would care. This wouldn't even be a show. It would never happen. They'd be like, okay, yeah, just make sure you pay it on, the rent on time. It's got a lot of presence to it. It's definitely of its time, but you've got to be able to appreciate how things were. Uh, not appreciate, but recognize how things were, <laughs> you know, 40 years ago. Because it, now it seems so ridiculous. And that's good. That's called progress. When we look back and go, that was stupid. Cindy uh, had been watching that that show, Golden Palace, which was the sort of secret Spin-off. final season of Golden Girls. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I can tell, I, Golden Palace is so weird. As, as far as I can tell, it's not so much a spinoff as it really is kind of a final season. And uh, there is an episode where Blanche and uh, Don Cheadle have a <laughs> sort of square off about the Confederate flag. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. I do remember. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Do you remember Designing Women? Yeah, Cindy watched a lot of Designing Women, and they have episodes like that too. Yeah, there's one about the Clarence Thomas uh, trials or whatever they're called, hearings. Yeah. I remember yeah, it, that was a much more Shaq Taylor. Yeah, political show. It was just interesting. I remember that as a kid when that was happening. You know, yeah. Diet Coke jokes. Very- Remember very very special episodes of. You never saw a pube on a tab. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, all right, Travis. <laughs> I'm gonna see if you get there because there is one. Um, there's one sort of the ultimate uh, special episode. Of, I guess there's two. Okay, when I think of very special of, there are two. There are two that come to mind. I'm thinking you're gonna go you with for either of them. Um, oh, what's it called? You know what you're talking about, Willis. Okay, I think you got one of them. That's one, and I think Webster had a very special episode, too, as well. All right, I don't know about the Webster one. The, the um... God, you are right. Now I can't think of the, the, 
the what you're talking about, Willis. But uh, <sighs> there was a special episode molester of that. The other one. That the, was Gordon Jump. Yes, it was Gordon Jump. <laughs> the Maytag repairman, uh, guys. The, the very special episode I always think about was the Punky Brewster, uh, her friend got stuck in a fridge episode. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Which was terrifying, which, which as a child was kind of like, wow, that's, you can just, you could accidentally get stuck in a fridge. Like, that, uh, the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I was like, no, Indiana Jones, don't, you're going Don't do that. Uh I, I'm curious what the new Punky Brewster series is like. It's on the Peacock Network, and I don't even have access to it. It's not on is Roku. Thing, is that a thing that's actually ha- like going right now? Yeah, it's it's going right now. It's been out for a month or two now. I'm gonna take a look at that. I know there's a free version, and then there's a you know a more advanced that you have to pay for. But if it's on the free version, I'm just curious if it's horrible. If it's uh, it's not like Soleil Moon Fry has been in a lot of things. I remember she was on Boy Meets World when they went to college. I do recall that. Yeah, I guess I guess it's a thing that's going on. Uh, There's no George Kennedy. Well, why did we care about like Punky Brewster? The whole thing was just she wears lots of colors. No, nope. well, no, nope. shut up. <laughs> she was a she was an orphan, and they were kind of a mismatch because he's kind of an old stodgy, uh, you know, leader Punky. of a police academy, and. <laughs> Yeah, it was that. Was it that guy? Yeah, was it, it was really Commandant. Guy? Was Bizarre? it Picard or Bassar? Yeah, I don't remember what his name was. Commandant something or other. And then you yeah. know she just kind of had her own attitude of the world, and she was gonna teach him, and he was gonna teach her. It was one of those kind of shows. Yeah, <laughs> I see things like I'm just looking at a picture of older Punky Brewster, and it's uh, she's wearing coveralls, and it, I don't know. I don't she know, had a cartoon. Yes. Oh, yes, she did. <laughs> I don't know how you bring. Not that I. I guess that I care, but like sometimes uh, shows like this, uh, Fuller House is not that far off of it. Is you come back twenty years later and no one's changed. You know they're doing uh, an update of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> you know that's not a terrible idea. Sure. I oh, wait, guess. No, they're doing it's it's uh, isn't it a reboot and it's going to be more of a serious like uh, is it I didn't know if it was a reboot or if it was a hey this is their kids I think I saw that it's like a reboot and it's, okay. it's supposed to be more serious kind of a dramatic one I wanted to see little Carlton Jr. Yeah that actually does bring me to however is the way you do reboot a show not reboot but the way you continue a show 20 some odd 30 years later is uh, I did uh, watch a few of the episodes on Netflix of Cobra Kai, which is mm. such a like that show should not work. I still haven't started it. I've been really, meaning to. It's really good. Really, it's really good, and oddly enough, like it rests mostly on the shoulders uh, of William Zabka's uh, Johnny Lawrence performance. Like it really. Like, so, it, uh, Ralph Macchio is kind of a secondary character. So far, I think I've watched like three or four episodes, and uh, I, initially it's very much the Johnny Lawrence character, but like, uh, you know, uh, Ralph Macchio is, he's coming up. He's coming up. What if Billy Zabka now came back and had like a, a huge second career like John Travolta after Pulp Fiction? <laughs> that would be interesting because he is, he's really good in it, and, he, and he's a dick. And like you still, it, you're it, still rooting for him? 
Yeah, he, wow. he's well, he's a he's a dick who's kind. It's weird. It's not as much of a redemption story. It is very much like he's kind of trying to do his best. Like he's screwed up a lot in his life, and he's right. kind of trying to do his best. But he's also just a dick to most people in it. <laughs> uh, good so far portrayal of Ralph Macchio being full of himself and like local, <laughs> very good at portraying like the local, the guy who made it locally and just kind of cruised on that local fame for his whole life. That's a funny take on it. It really is. Yeah. Cause have you, have you ever uh, seen the Sklar brothers bit about, uh, the karate kid? I don't know. I don't know if I have. There's one line in there where they basically said, uh, I had no idea anywhere in the country in the 80s that karate was so big that you would have people in a stadium to watch it. <laughs> they, the show lightly touches upon that. <laughs> about that part of that part of California being a hotbed for karate. <laughs> especially in that era. No, it's it's really smart. It's really... Like it doesn't lean, it doesn't lean too much on. It feels like it doesn't lean too much on nostalgia and the Danny Larusso and the the Johnny characters. Like it's it's a compelling take on where these guys went in life and how both of them have their own problems and are both trying to come to grips with with where they are in life. It's pretty. It it really is. It's the the hype is real on that one. Like it, it's. Uh, I would say, yeah, jump on it. The The episodes go by really fast. Isn't it kind of interesting, of all the things that Hollywood tries to reboot and kind of shove down our throat, two things that have done it that we never thought were going to do it and it actually worked were The Karate Kid and Bill and Ted. And that's yeah. a huge span of nothing in between. But they, they made it work. Bill, did we talk about it? You saw Bill and Ted yeah, too, right? Yeah, we, we talked about, about it. That. Yeah. Ah, I really enjoyed it. In fact... I found out my son bought it digitally as well, so I think now I can watch it at home because he already paid the forty dollars or whatever. So There's, yeah, it's just something about it's just about finding the niche of mm -hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of reboots. The the thought process going into it is either it seems like the two roads that they go is either lean hard into irony or go dark. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people whined about Bill and Ted's. Like, there was people saying, "Oh, it's woke because it has uh, girls." <laughs> as the, like, if everything that contains a female is woke, maybe you're part of the problem. Look, I I get bothered by all the woke stuff too. When it's like in real life, I don't care about it in movies. Who cares? I really don't care. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie. It's a fictional character. Who cares if they're sons or daughters? They had daughters. Cool. You know, the two actresses they hired to do the job killed it. They were both great. They were the highlight of the movie, to be honest with you. Not that uh, it was just weird having Keanu do that. Whoa, do you know, thing again. And Alex Winter hasn't been acting. Those two girls like hit it out of the park. So quit crying about it. Jeez. Keanu and Alex Winter, that, that has never bothered me because Keanu Reeves really almost kind of is that guy <laughs> a little and bit yeah. i've never seen enough of alex winter to differentiate him from from the character of bill right holy cow we're 50 minutes in we gotta we gotta whoa. touch on a few things whoa so did you see the wandavision trailer yeah i did yeah I did. it looks uh it looks interesting it, it looks interesting almost to the point of i forgot vision is super dead 
Right. So I, I kind of wonder by watching it if this is going to be some sort of scenario where Vision's consciousness is still alive somewhere. Like maybe it got uploaded at the last second. And this is him trapped in... Because it seems like it's going from sitcom to sitcom type of thing. Like maybe he's trapped in limbo waiting for somebody to find him. Well, uh, from from what I can ascertain... Uh, two things that I know. One, the whole 50s, I think I had told you before, uh, Marvel did a Vision series a couple of years ago that the premise was Vision moving to the suburbs and creating a sort of 50s sitcom family, oh, uh, which that's was interesting. Independent, of, independent of Scarlet Witch, but they're, they're definitely folding that into it. And the other side of it that I think think they're doing and i think this is that that's why you see like there being kind of a camp around the area like a military camp around the area is uh one thing about the comics that i you know i'm sure they're eventually going to touch on that this seems to be is uh that character is mentally unstable hmm. uh wanda is mentally wanda maximoff is mentally unstable i wonder if so, they're going to touch on that in uh doctor strange 2 I, that that seemed like that. Yeah, I I don't know. Because I know she's <clears throat> in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I just assumed maybe they were going to buddy up and they were going to be like a team, but maybe there is uh, yeah. some strife in there and she is kind of going insane. That'd be interesting. They've, they've never really called her Scarlet Witch in the uh, MCU. In that trailer, though, she does dress up in the classic yeah, Scarlet w- in the, Witch in the costume, costume with the yeah. weird, I don't know uvula on her head whatever that thing i don't know what it is. <laughs> looks like you know looks like a looks like a fun show i'm i'm on board i you know have something to do they you know no date out for when it's coming just you know they got to put something out to say hey uh we're doing stuff it doesn't this isn't just the mandalorian network right it doesn't look like it's going to have a ton of action in it <laughs> but that's okay because falcon and winter soldier looks like it's probably going to be a hundred percent action all the time so it'll it'll be just a little balancer right there. So I'm I'm interested in what that's going to be. I'm interested to see what they're trying to what they're trying to say or what they're trying to do with that character. And then again, you know, I mean, the the movies are doing what the what the comics do is not. No one really dies. There's always a way to bring everyone right. back, especially when it was a robot. Basically, I mean, his consciousness could be out there somewhere. You uh, you're going to see Tony Stark again. Don't you yeah, yeah. He's. I wonder if they're gonna wait ten years and let him be like old Tony Stark. And the way things are going, they may have to wait ten years to put anything else out in general. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a lot of truth there. Speaking of things that hopefully we'll see, uh, they cast Tatiana Maslany this week as She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was just in that um, Perry Mason show that I watched. I think it's right. Some pretty great casting. I saw that she was in that. I I haven't seen any of it yet. But did yeah, you ever was... see Orphan Black? No, no, I have never seen that. I didn't. I wasn't like a religious watcher. I would just kind of tune in. So what it is is she finds out she's a clone, but she's not just a like uh, one clone. There's like a dozen or more. So she's got all these different characters she's playing in an episode. She could play up to you know five or six different characters or more. And she was all. It, it was also kind of a spy movie, so there's a lot of action. So, she's kind of you know got a a history with you know doing action scenes and stuff like that. But 
she's, she's a, a really great actor. Between the different characters. Yeah, she won an Emmy, I think, for Orphan Black. <laughs> so, yeah, so she can kind of go calm and then Hulk out in the same scene and probably, you know, do it in a really interesting way that we haven't seen before. I'll be interested to see how they how they handle because it presumably it's going to be a big CG fest, but uh, <laughs> unless they just paint her green, I mean we'll see what they do. I I know that that character is less they they focus less on it being super muscle, but you know it's mostly it, no I don't we Travis we'll see we'll see I'm interested because I do like I do like her. Yeah. Uh, on the IMDb, I'm looking at just as a, a brief pass away. Uh, it does have it's some click, but just the the uh, static image is the uh, ray with the weird Swiss Army lightsaber, and I just, I just wanted to, <laughs> not enough people talk about the Swiss Army lightsaber. That is funny. That's a funny gag. I enjoyed that a lot. And how it just meant it, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. Oh, did you? Are you talking about just the part in the movie where it pops out like that, or did you see the YouTube yeah, video she, where it actually has this, they turned it into a Swiss Army lightsaber? I think I do remember seeing. That. Okay, <laughs> but uh, I think they, I think I they originally did that with um, with uh, Ben Solo's lightsaber, but yeah, I mm. I remember that. I like there's so much speculation on that, and I still to this day I wouldn't even know how you would use that lightsaber. <laughs> very carefully you just put it out in front of you and start swinging i guess i it's i wonder if they they had to have made a toy for that i don't know i need to know that'd be a fun one to get um did you see this week that henry cavill signed on for three more superman movies yeah i did see that for just Superman movies in general? I think he's he's going to pop in on some other things, but I think it said Superman movies, so it'll be fun. That's, that's all right. I, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I think we are in a, uh, we're in a, well, I mean, just the same with Marvel movies. I'm sure everything DC, unless it's the Snyder Cut, is kind of on hold for now. Does it kind of seem to you like they're trying to get the band back together, though? Because all of a sudden... Snyder's releasing all these exclusive Ben Affleck picks as Batman. Like, he's the only one that's actually left the series, but it seems like he's getting a lot of attention from people involved in the Snyder Cut. I wonder if they're going to try and bring him back. And to, cause, Who in the hell knows? Because he's at least coming back in Flashpoint. We know that. But there's also going to be Michael Keaton. There's going to be several different versions of Batman. So I wonder if they could actually do more Justice League movies. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not like the franchise has moved so far away from Affleck that he couldn't come back. Because, obviously, the Pattinson movies are in a different universe. Just like the, the Dark Knight was in a different universe. So is, they don't need to crisscross. Is that for sure? Uh, I'm, for sure? I'm pretty sure. I haven't heard anything trying to tie them together. The only thing that might be possible is maybe the, the Joker character might somehow be in that universe i don't know so it looks like as far as i can tell they didn't <clears throat> they didn't really make a dark ray figure they made a funko pop but she's got the lightsaber in the uh darth maul position not in the <laughs> the funky the funky fold right interesting huh i still like that that thing is so bananas it was an interesting it was somebody saying let's have a little fun 
Or maybe let's sell yeah. some toys. <laughs> I've got it. Double-barreled lightsaber. There you go. I like it. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, hey, dude, guess what we're not getting any more of? Oh, yeah, I saw this, unfortunately. Oh, bummer. What is what The is Dark the Crystal, we should say Netflix? that, right? The Dark Crystal. <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't know if you're the one that posted it. Somebody posted something that said, you know, the show's critically acclaimed, fans love it, uh, and then Netflix <laughs> cancels it. <laughs> the only thing I can think of, it's prob- it was probably really expensive to make. Oh, I'm sure it, I'm sure it was. Yeah, without a doubt. It's so involved and it looks so good that it was. De- they didn't do it on the cheap at all. They they uh, put the like money it into won an it. Emmy? Yeah, it just won an Emmy. <laughs> it was just like what a week uh, ago or something. It says I don't know how much. It, one one source close to the streamer recently characterized it as an expensive disappointment. Which I don't. That's probably the biggest thing is it must have been really expensive to make. As far as disappointment, they must have been talking about maybe the success of it because the execution of it was oh, yeah. outstanding. Oh yeah, that's uh, I'm sure that's what it is. Is well, it, it's it's kind of a nostalgia piece, and even at that, like truth of truth, super truth of the matter is, is even when I was watching it, I remember it's it moves a little slowly, and it takes time to kind of get where you're you're into the universe building of it. Right. And but but at that I think you have to come into it being like okay, it, it, it's it, you have to have that that sort of uh, early knowledge of being to come to the show and go okay I know this is ugly and gross and super high fantasy and it moves kind of slowly so I, I can see that it maybe wouldn't catch a lot of an audience. They were definitely going for gross if you remember the festering yeah, pestules. The <laughs> yeah, they had a. They also had a super, like a really high-profile voice cast, which mm-hmm. probably wasn't cheap. I this is one of those things. I wonder if if uh, there was a time where I think Netflix uh, eyes were bigger than their stomach. <laughs> well, yeah, before the economy took a hit and well, bef- the world before stopped. The economy took a hit, but also Netflix went buck wild uh, acquiring things before there were uh, there was a huge glut of streaming services. So right. I'm sure they've got to cut away a bunch of stuff to just stay competitive with their their huge hitting. They either probably what they want at this point is you need to be a solid like if you're going to be expensive like I I I assume The Witcher is expensive, you have to just captivate an audience or the other thousand shows that are incredibly cheap to make that if it catches on, great, we've got a cash cow. If it doesn't, we we spent 10 bucks on it, which fine. I mean, unfortunately, when you're making something like that, you have to spend the money to make it look good, or people just won't watch it if it doesn't look good. So well, what I'm saying is, make money to spend you know, money. They they took a chance on uh, Dark Crystal, and it probably just didn't find an audience, which is sad because it was really good. So I, I have really liked it. I haven't finished it. Does it at least does it at least close? No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. No, no, Travis, it ends very much on a cliffhanger. Well, no wonder people are so upset. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer. It, it, I think I've seen eight much. episodes somewhere around there. Yeah, and I guess that maybe that's maybe that's telling that you couldn't quite get through it. That it is. I've just been going slowly because it's 
it's a very emotional show actually there's there's a lot going on it's kind of hard to keep track of the characters because some of them look similar and then there's just there is so emotion (laughs) they're puppets it's okay Uh, what a a gelfist most of them look like uh uh they're in aerosmith though i will say that (laughs) they're just a bunch of steven tyler's yeah uh you know and that and then uh altered altered carbon got got canceled that similarly i'm sure that one was dumbass expensive to make which i didn't really get into the second season i i liked the campier first season when i watched Watching the second season, uh, it wasn't as dumb as I wanted it to be. I wonder if they should start making shows kind of like they do in Britain, where it's all just like, you know how they call it series instead of season? I think it's because they're basically making a series, and that's the end of it. They tie it together at the end. And then if if they, you know, bring it back for more episodes... You just bring the characters back, but it's a completely different series, so it's got a beginning and an ending, so you don't leave the does cliff. Does Doctor Who not end on, on cliffhangers, usually? There's Sometimes it series. does, but not always. A lot of times I it ties know. everything up. So, uh, it's just, a, I don't know. I think America got addicted to the cliffhanger ending somehow, so now oh, everything yeah. oh. has to have it. <laughs> TV, 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 uh, TV seasons are just long movies now. Yeah. That's kind of what's I mean, hard uh, about watching uh, like DC TV is every episode has to end on a cliffhanger, so you have to tune yeah. back in. That's not always good business. All right, sometimes people need like Lost for answer or for example. I feel like there were so many things that didn't go anywhere, so why not just answer it a couple episodes later? <laughs> why or why even bring it up in the first place? It's uh, I don't know. It's it's just taste. I'm. I don't always gel very well with uh, just episode of the week stuff. That just, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff from say the '90s that people are way into, that just that sort of TV never really gelled with me. You know, I've I've never been a a big fan of like Friends, you know, for example, like that. That has a huge devoted audience, and it just never gelled with me. The thing about a, a sitcom like that is you can watch pretty much any episode of friends and it doesn't you know matter whether you saw the episode before that or not so it's one of those as far as syndication we talked about syndication earlier it just kind of it's a lot more convenient because you can just get a random episode and still enjoy it that's and again that's a that's the sort of thing it might be it, it might be the sort of like jake's a video game nerd origins of i'm i'm very much a completionist like there are a few phrases that will that will set me off in that sort of arena of someone telling me, you know, the first couple of seasons aren't great. You should just start with the third season. I'm like, no, no, oh my god, no, no, I can't. Have to watch it all in a row. Cannot <laughs> jump in. Or, or like when someone, uh, like uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, people will build lists of like these are the only episodes you really need to watch. And I'm like, no, no, no. I would have to watch it from the start. I would have to suffer through like two seasons until uh Riker gets his beard (laughs) so that's that's just the kind of person I am so those sort of shows when you say like oh you can just jump in at any time and watch an episode like just uh, no no thank you no thank you even like a a Seinfeld if you if you see a Seinfeld on you don't want just randomly watch it 
Seinfeld's maybe an exception. That's one I think I I can I can get with. I can get oh, with uh, it. R.I.P. to Dark Crystal. That's yep. really too bad. Bummer. I guess I unfortunately have to say I get it. Yeah. I'm not, not not happy about it. Um, I had heard for a little while. I thought uh, Ozark was canceled. I think that that just they said that. It's canceled in that this is going. This next one's going to be the last season, which is good. It is definitely in a that that show has got to stop escalating. It is escalating too much. There's got to be a ceiling <laughs> for how much anxiety and how much like. I mean, it, it, um, I think we 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 had talked about it. Like, it's similar to Breaking Bad, except mm-hmm. for Breaking Bad would there would be a peak of danger in a season, and the thing that was usually the thing that was the danger for that season would be eliminated so you could start the next season at low anxiety and then start going, or mid, usually mid-anxiety. Whereas it just feels like Ozark has just been, every season has been about, like, whatever they fix in that season only only brings in something that's a bigger anxiety. That might be but, uh, fun to, uh, to write as a writer for that show. <laughs> just see what I'll you can come up is. with next. Uh, the, yeah, I I really like that show, and uh, I'm really interested in what the final season is going to be. Nice. I'm glad they didn't cancel it because I know a lot of people that love that show. I haven't watched it, but I'm sure it's good. All right, you got anything else you need to throw out there? Uh, you know, I was maybe going to talk a little bit about the the new consoles coming in November, but that's you know, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty dry thing. Just you know, trying to make a decision between the two, or if I'm going to at all. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But, there's not a there's not a ton of meat on that bone currently. Just a, it's more just things there. Like uh, I don't know if you had heard much about it, but like pre-orders went up for both of them. It was both kind of a a cluster hug. I saw that people were buying it from or yeah, buying it from multiple locations just to make sure they would get one. Yeah. So people it's becoming accidental scalpers. Yeah, and then they're going to turn around and sell them for a profit. So. I only did it so I could get one. I didn't know I was going to get three of them. Yeah, okay. You get to play innocent. <laughs> uh, that, you know, from uh, you know, what, being on like video game forums and what, watching people try to secure them, there, there were definitely people in that category of all they wanted to do was... The, the, the forums that I saw was like, well, I actually got three. Is there any, you know, does anybody want to see if we can kind of transfer this so that you know, when I get my third one, I'll just send it to you or have it have it shipped to your house kind of thing however right. realistic that possibility is but we can yeah, jump they, into those if you want or do it next those time kind of things those kind of things are uh like scal- scalpers be it movie or i guess it's not it's so much a movie i guess it is kind of a movie thing like the the star wars movies was there much scalping going on with those i know with there probably was pain in the ass and definitely with uh definitely with uh consoles Scalpers are just the bane of, of existence. I think if you buy scalped movie tickets, you're the most vain person on the planet. Like, you have to watch it on opening night. It's that there, important to watch it on opening people night. people like that. That's there the worst. people like that. That's the worst. It's there for three months. You can. It's literally playing probably every hour at most movie theaters, and you buy a scalp ticket. That is so yeah, stupid. But- this this the new Star Wars movies. The tickets go on sale months, like half a year in advance. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You you really, I mean, the, like what you have to plan your, 
you have to plan your December weekend somewhere in like May. <laughs> More or less. Bananas. Or you could do what I do and go three or four days later. It's fine. <laughs> Movie's still there. It's the darndest thing. They kept playing it. Some people just want to be part of that conversation. And some, and some people are scared to death of spoilers. So yeah, I, 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 mean, I kind of get that. But... The, we live in the most, the most age of FOMO. Right. Oh, and yeah, I, for sure. I, I got to say, honestly, like I, I am not immune to it. I'm not, I'm not as bad of, you know, feeling an emergency to do it because I'm, I'm old and I don't want to go to that much trouble. But like, I get, you know, I get hinky about stuff being spoiled for me. I get, I get not wanting spoilers, but just, to, just so you could say I was there that night it came out. Who cares? Who cares? Anyway, I'm, I'm becoming a grumpy old man now. <laughs> That, that was really my, most of the old thing is just the, the decision like uh, chances are likely I'm probably just going to still go with Xbox because that's where my friends are and then on top of that the whole game pass thing is that, that's the thing is I don't really need a for me I don't really need an updated console because unless like if you're if you're into Sony stuff they have a few of the a couple of new things coming in the in the in the uh, upcoming soon category like right. Xbox stuff their biggest thing got that you know hey their new halo got delayed kind of indefinitely so you know the only reason i'd be getting one which you know i still might is it's kind of it's surprisingly cheap especially go if you go with that that series s the the smaller one it's surprisingly cheap and it's just it would just be uh it would just be an updated version of something for me to play the game pass stuff on largely right away I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of really, wow, this is a new console looking stuff for another year or so. so. There's a lot of exciting That's... things coming out for games. So awesome. Awesome time. <laughs> All right. We should probably wrap this up. All right. Uh, you got Travis, my dude. You can yes. be anywhere in the upcoming. Um, actually, this week, October 2nd and 3rd, I'm going to be featuring for Vicky Barbalak at Wise Guys Jordan Landing and West Jordan, Utah. Uh, that'll be fun. Um, I've worked with her a few times. She's great. Uh, and then October 30th, I will be headlining at Wise Guys Jordan Landing. So, just the one night. Comedy. It'll be closed for Halloween, so buy your tickets now. Uh, if you... If you buy your tickets uh, ahead of time and you come to the show and you say you listen to the podcast, I'll give you a t-shirt. I've still got a bunch of World's Greatest Dad t-shirts, so uh, I'll just bring those with me. Tell me you listen to the podcast. All right. The funny thing is, every time I do that spooky thing, I do spooky hands, even though I am the only person who's going to see it. (laughs) (laughs) If you come to my show and you want to wear a costume, that's cool. I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not... I'm not the kind of comedian that makes fun of the crowd. I just, I do my material. So, I mean, I guess if you're obnoxious, then I might make fun of you. But if you're just sitting there enjoying the show, wear a costume. It'll be fun. You said that thing about buying your tickets in advance. I thought you were going to say something about uh, scalping your tickets for your show. Yeah, that's where I want to get. I know uh, when Joe Rogan, the last time he came, we talked about him earlier. uh, There was people scalping tickets for that for like $500 and they were fake so the people oh. paid somebody for fake tickets. I remember this specifically because 
the owner Fresh felt nesting dolls of scumbags. Yeah, the owner felt so bad for the people that paid that they paid five hundred dollars uh, <laughs> for fake tickets that he just you know even though the show was sold out and packed he went and found seats for him and made sure they at least got to see the show after that. I mean they were they were just crushed like they spent five hundred dollars and didn't even get super what nice. They, but also at the same time, like sort of adjacent to rewarding bad behavior. Like it's so great that he, he, uh, that he helped those people out. But right. at the same time, like <laughs> telling these, you know, Russian nesting dolls, I'm like already scalping, but scalping something fake. It also sounds like, yeah, yeah. You know what? That works. But you might've created a loyal customer by taking care of them. So, and apparently they have extra money laying around to pay $500 for a comedy show. Anyway, if you're out there being a loyal customer of our podcast, uh, we would love it if you would subscribe to us as a loyal customer. If you would uh, write us a one sentence review and rate us that five stars, give us that visibility. If you if you if you're not quite that loyal, but you're still a little loyal, tell one of your friends and make them a loyal customer. Yeah. If you want to send us any emails of loyalty, the email you can reach us at is later to the tater at gmail dot com. Uh, Travis, where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Travis Tate Funny. That's where you can find me on all the things. There you go. Um, Blue Wave Theory is the music that we use. We thank them for the usage. Uh, but, 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 that's about it for it, buddy. I think that wraps it up. All right. Well, for this great picture of uh, Popeye spraying milk into his face, <laughs> this has been Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never.